E-S-N-Y. real worried for a second i couldn't remember how we did this last time i remember it was something weird but it all works out but, yeah, uh, good, good. all right this is episode 33 of the bleacher creatures podcast presented by elite sports new york uh last time we tried to get you to help us come up with a new name we did we just took out one word so it wasn't really productive <laughs> in any way whatsoever but uh we have a return guest first return guest zach Cohn, current yankees minor leaguer Woo! Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you guys are great. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's been a while since we had you on, and obviously the summer league is over, and we want to get your thoughts. We want to see how it went. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, summer, went, summer league went good. Um, I was down in the GCL. Um, it was, you know, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of adjusting, you know, with with just the different cultures, honestly, you know, that you, you walk in and you got guys that don't even speak, you know, English. So it's kind of like a culture shock, you know, in that sense. So I think I made a lot of good friends, you know, Dominican and whatnot. So, I mean, that in that aspect, that was really fun. But, uh, yeah, playing it was fun. You know, the coaches were great. It was a great, uh, great environment all around. Really just really professional throughout the whole, you know, through the complex, on the field, off the field. Everything was – it was it was great. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm in uh, this system. And, yeah, I thought, uh, I, thought I had a pretty good um, – pretty good outings over the summer yeah for sure we were looking up some of your numbers before uh and i i mean they're great they looked fantastic lots of strikeouts yeah. lots of innings pitched which we love to see yeah i appreciate that you know that's that's what i like to do i like to strike hitters out so yeah. it felt pretty good doing it in a yankee uniform for my first time I mean, I'm honestly sure any of your coaches would be more than happy to have you, you know, strike multiple hitters out. That's, you know, that's a good thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> so, I mean, um, just kind of like I'm I'm not as familiar with, you know, this level of the system and everything. You know, was there anything that you were kind of expecting that was ended up being different in your kind of first go at this? Um, you know, not really. I mean, you just I, I mean, you, I honestly I, I went in blind, really, you know, I mean. I haven't had too many friends that um, that were in the minors before me. I had a couple of friends that got drafted, you know, the year before me, and and that was that. So I just kind of went in there, and um, and it was just a little bit different being on your own a lot. Um, you know, you, you don't really know what to to expect. And when I got down there, you know, for the first time, I was kind of just you know, show us what you can do. And I didn't I didn't know if there was going to be like a lot of coaching moments or you know just you know play how it was. So, I mean, uh, in that aspect, it was a little different because the coaches kind of wanted to let you figure it out. And honestly, when you first get down there, they're not allowed to, like, say anything to you for, like, the first 30 days or something. Like, if they see something they don't like or something like that, then you kind of just uh, – you got to work on that on your own because there's some rule that they're not allowed to touch anybody because, 
you know, he'd say a guy gets there and then he starts doing bad after a coach said, told him to do him something. And it's like, dude, I'm only doing bad because you guys did this to me. So, I mean, that, that was kind of different, but, um, you know, for the first season, I think it went well. And, I, and there wasn't really too many things that surprised me, I would say. Yeah, I would have never guessed that in a million years. Like a month in, you're just not allowed to get any advice from your coaches. Huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no mechanical advice. So, I mean, you know, you're there for a reason. So, I mean, you just got to work with what, what you got and then, you know, get back to spring training and get working again. So, Yeah, I mean, you said – the atmosphere as a whole was a little bit different, a little more professional. Uh, from yeah, our last yeah, interview, definitely. we know that you're, you like to act a little unprofessional in the dugout sometimes. Did you get any opportunities yeah. to do that? You know, so, so my, uh, so it was, it was a lot more professional, so. but in that sense, like I didn't lose my, I didn't lose, you know, my, uh, my, my sense of humor or stuff like that. Um, the coaches actually loved it. Cause like I was in the dugout and like, it's pro ball now, so it's kind of like every man for themselves in some sense. And, yeah, you're competing um, against uh, each other now. You're not just competing right. against so, another team. Yeah, and there's not, like, a lot of chatter in the dugout. So, like, I'm sitting there, you know, and I got all my friends. Like, I got about four kids from from the from the States next to me on my team, and then all the rest are, like, you know, Dominicans, Venezuelans, you know, whatever. And, and no one's saying anything. This guy's struggling to throw strikes on the mound. So, you know, I start barking and stuff, and then I'm starting to yell, and then our coaches are kind of looking at me like, Colin, what are you, what is your problem? Like, just chill out. I was like, no. It's like, I, I'm sorry, guys, but I can't. Like, I can't stay still. Like, I got to be saying something. Like, I get it, it's pro ball, and everybody's supposed to be all professional and whatnot, but I'm going to be yelling, like, <laughs> so you just tell me to shut up if it gets too bad. And, uh, but the, the coaches loved it and they, they loved the energy I had and stuff. So, I mean, it, it was professional, but it was still really fun. Huh. So you, you kind of sound like the CC Sabathia of that, that crew there, you know, just constantly, <laughs> uh, jabbering out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to do that one day, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sitting quiet in the dugout. It's just not my thing. No, you want to walk off the mound and yell, that's for you, bitch. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, we no, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic that they're letting you at least keep some of that personality. I w- that's another thing about pro ball that I, you know, you don't know how that's going to translate when all of a sudden you're competing against everyone around you now. And uh, you, now you got people right. who don't speak the language and you got coaches who are trying right. to evaluate every little thing that everybody does. Like I didn't expect it to be really kind of a team atmosphere. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. Spot on. And, yeah. you know, speaking in, in terms of the atmosphere, I was just going to ask, um, you know, when you're playing and stuff like that, you know, obviously a lot of people are, are very focused on the majors, um, you know, the the fans and everything like that. You know, how how much popularity did you guys gain or, you know, was it not that much? Um, so it was honestly, it wasn't that much. Um, you know, there, there's there's certain, you know, people that will, you know, say hi to you and, and stuff like that. But just, like, around around town, I guess, like, for me, like, locally, like, it was pretty big. It's pretty big news. So, you know, around town, like, I'll, you know, get, get looks and, you know, have people say what's up and stuff like that or congratulate me, which is really nice and cool. But, you know, nationally like that, not not too much, you know, not too much. So we're just taking it day by day, and I don't know. I'm just, I just like playing baseball. Yeah. We're going to have to have Allison change that. She's the queen of Yankees Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have seen. I have seen. You guys – 
you guys are great. This whole postseason, man, my Twitter feed is just blowing up all Yankees <laughs> Twitter. And it's actually funny because it's like a cult. It really is. Yeah, yeah I we, mean, we got some problems. <laughs> yeah, what are your yeah, thoughts but on it Yankees looks fun. Twitter? Like, yeah, I like I like it a lot. I mean, it's fun. I see a lot of, you know, I mean, the more, like, the postseason went along, and the more I kind of, you know, looked at that stuff, you know, I would see, like, Houston's got, like, a, a fan base, too. And, and, you know, only only a few teams, it seemed like, had a legit, like, group of Twitter fans. So I thought it was cool, like, how you guys would, like, go and meet up at the stadium and whatnot. Like, hey, Twitter meetups and stuff. I think that was pretty cool. So if I wasn't playing, man, I'd be in that group. Yeah, I mean, that was actually the first time Allison and I met. We've, we've been working together for, like, two years now. But she lives in upstate really? New York. She came down to the stadium one time. All right, just Twitter meetup. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. But yeah, that atmosphere goes away really fast the deeper you get into Yankees Twitter. You realize it's, <laughs> it's toxic. It's toxic. It can be. That's and especially, uh, especially when the Yankees are losing or when yeah. it's the off season yeah. because people just kind of go a little insane sometimes. Yeah, I, I could tell. Especially but, right oh, now, oh, with no, the, we're going to have the trade cool. deadlines coming up. I saw someone say right. they want to trade Aaron Judge for Francisco Lindor. I'm like, come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He'd be doing that. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I um, what was one of I had another question. I didn't even write him down. I just kind of was like thinking about it throughout the day as I was. Yeah, I was nothing's changed since Rob was on the podcast. We're very uh, this is low, low effort, low preparation. Just we just kind of grip it and rip it. Yeah, I like it. We're just loosey goosey. But um, I mean, yeah. It, so obviously you had a great year this year. You know, what's um, what's kind of the offseason program for you? So I've just been working out at home. Um, you know, I got a couple gyms that I go to locally, and then I just started throwing. So basically, that's all. That's all I've been doing really is just hanging out with the family. You know, staying on my workout regimen and getting throwing in. So you know, it's kind of difficult though to get the throwing in all the time because you know I'm in Michigan and it's goddamn freezing here. Yeah, it's about but, to get real um, rough. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you you just kind of got to get in the gym when you can and whatnot. So I mean that's that's really been it, but it's it's been good to be home, you know, my with my family during this time, and and, and you know just get to relax finally. So but yeah, it's it's been nice, but that's all I've been up to really. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not the same a bad how thing. It is out in New York. It's so tough to throw. It's the same thing as it is out in New York. It's just it's yeah. tough for anybody but a pitcher to make it because I mean even pitching is hard enough. You got to find somewhere to throw. But, like know. imagine being an outfielder yeah. in Manhattan or the Bronx. Like, where the hell am I going to go get some reps in right now? All right. Actually, I don't know yeah. about anywhere else, but it is snowing here in Syracuse. So, um, yeah, it he... was snowing here earlier. Exactly. Oh, just terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> but, um, so when do you get back, uh, started back up again? Is it just going to be kind of like spring training time? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Spring training. Um, like well, yeah, that that'll be like in mid February. So I'll go back down to Tampa finally. <laughs> and then, uh, Get back in that warm weather. Yeah, man, I can't wait. It's perfect time finally. to do so. Middle of February. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be bad, but I could use maybe a couple months earlier. Oh, you could always just go to Tampa on vacation. I don't know how many people do that, but yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> you go to Tampa on vacation? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yes. 
Oh my god. Well, really more so Sarasota. Sorry, that's the Orioles AAA area, but yeah, no, I do. I just kind of changed my whole perspective on you. <laughs> you go to Tampa for vacation. Oh man. That's what did it? Ah, that's I don't know. That's for everything. Yeah. But so uh, what are you what are you working on going into next year? Did they give you any anything they want to see change? Anything they want to see develop a little more? Like what's the plan going into spring training that you're going to work on? Plans of strength, honestly, just get a lot stronger. I've just been yeah, okay. trying to hit the weights and, and get strong. And then uh, I have a coach, uh, my old uh, pitching coach from uh, college, actually. Um, he got a new job, and he, he works down in Florida at IMG Academy now. So uh, the plan, hopefully, if everything goes well, is go down there in December and get with him and uh, and, and do uh, do some mechanic work. And, uh, you know, I've trusted this guy with basically my whole baseball career from college and on out. So I'm hoping, you know, get down there and, uh, you know, just find some abilities to, you know, shorten up my arm and, you know, use my legs a little bit more. So I think working with him will be really, uh, really beneficial for me. Yeah, and you're getting down there nice and early, well before most people yeah, report yeah, to Tampa. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So then I'm going to go down there and then I'll, you know, probably come back again to Michigan before I head out for good. And, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So um, is there any sort of, like, pitcher that you kind I know everyone kind of has their own style, but is there any sort of pitcher that you kind of try and emulate yourself after or, you know, have watched when you were growing up that just, you know, you've always wanted to be like this pitcher? Do you have, like, a, a pitching idol, I guess? Yeah, like, I guess, I guess growing up, like, my idol was Verlander, you know, growing up, you know, Detroit kid. But, you know, the more I've watched baseball and the more I've, you know, learned about myself, I, I'd like to be like a Jacob DeGrom. You know, mm. me and him have, mm. you know, s- similar similar lengths to our bodies. We're kind of similar figure and uh, similar arm uh, arm action and uh, arm slot. So I, I kind of li- I like how he pitches, and that's kind of like what I would want to be like. My like my finished product, that's what, uh, that's what I would hope to be like. Hey, those are two names. Pretty good names to try to emulate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many good pitchers out there right now. It's a pretty, pretty lucky time to be alive, I would say. So, Dude, especially hey. to be a reliever. Yeah, everybody wants relievers now. Right. That's true. Yeah. They're, the starters are kind of a thing of the past, right? <laughs> so what else we got? Now, I I was reading the other day. Um, I don't know how far down the organization this goes. But I saw that the Yankees are kind of revamping the entire pitching development system. Did that make yeah. its way all the way to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we got a new pitching coordinator. Uh, he's from he's from Driveline. He's a really good guy. And then, uh, is that uh, Sam Brand, right? Yep. Yep. So they, yeah, he so he's been working with us a little bit, and then they got another uh, another like um, pitching. Um, I don't know another pitching spot. It's called the title is like um, developer of pitch design or something like that, or head of the pitch design department. So that's actually really cool. And you know, the, at Tampa, they're at the complex. They're they're in the middle of building on this new this new facility that's that's going to be used for like those type of like mechanical like science type things. Like yeah. to really break down guys' mechanics mm-hmm. and and you know their spins on the balls and whatnot. Yeah, the so, driveline so, yeah. is so interesting. Yeah, it really like is. all the science behind it. It's, right? Yeah, it's crazy. 
So, I mean, what's good for one guy might not be good for the next. But that's why, like, you know, the Yankees, like, they don't make you do it. They they just kind of, um, kind of, you know, give you some information. If you like it, you know, run with it. And if not, then try something. And that's the thing I love about, you know, this system is they, they really are. You know, if it doesn't work for you, then we're not going to make you do it. And they're really open-minded. So That's honestly yeah. really good to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I would have been real worried about one of the big complaints that people complained about Larry Rothschild with yeah. last year, yeah. which is like totally mm-hmm. unfounded, too, was that he would just everybody throws a slider. You throw a hundred mile an hour oh, fastball, really? you're throwing a slider no matter what. Prime and that's just like that's, it wasn't true. But, they said prime yeah. example, Sonny Gray. You know, they constantly are just <laughs> at Sonny oh, Gray. Man. But no, that's it's really Pretty good to good. hear that. Yeah, deep down in the system that that's what's going on. And, you know, really, it's all about what's comfortable for you and what makes Mm -hmm. you most successful instead of, you know, just doing one size fits all. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just letting you do you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, do you know anything about uh, if the robo umps are made? I know they're making their way into the minors, but do you know if they're going to be entering your atmosphere anytime soon? I have no idea. I don't even Are you worried about, about that? that. I, I don't know, honestly. I mean, it, it depends. Like, I've seen some really bad pitches get called strikes, <laughs> and then I've seen some really good pitches not get called strikes. So I don't know which side of the spectrum I'll be on there, but I don't know. I think I like having just normal up. Yeah, you like yeah. you like to feel out the zone for yourself. Yeah, like, exactly. let's see where it's at today. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the other yeah, thing is, so. you know, if you're a good pitcher, you, you know, you're locating your pitches, you're getting to know each ump and, you know, kind of where they're going to call pitches and things like that. So, I, I don't know why pitchers complain. I, I'm going to get slammed for that oh one. Oh, my but... God. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I, uh, I think my mom's calling. I got to go, guys. <laughs> No, but I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say much on that comment, but I don't know. It, it's a lot different when you're on the mound and you like, and you just let it go and you see something maybe. And, yeah, I don't know. It, it happens fast, but a lot of pitches look better than what the ump says. Very nah, true, it, looks, very it goes true. both ways. It goes both ways. It's not and just hitters yeah. who complain about strikes that's and That's why bolts. I petition like, to take out the freaking uh, strike zone box because oh, that's why everyone complains. Yeah, I can't stand the K zone. Sure. Everybody like, gets yeah, the K zone really in front of them; they think thing. they're an expert. Right. Oh, that's oh, what are we gonna do? If if we didn't have pitchers, if we didn't have umpires calling balls and strikes, we wouldn't have pitchers like CC and possibly Zach. Apparently, you know, blowing up on the mound about strikes <laughs> and balls. Yeah, exactly. We'd it's miss part out of the on game. a lot of umpire brawls. What'd you say? We'd miss out on a lot of umpire manager scuffles. Yeah, definitely. Savages in the Boy box, that would have never happened. Yeah. yeah. John Boy. We got to talk to John Boy. He uh, he used to work pretty closely with our site. So I would definitely really? want to talk to him at some point and figure out how to do all that breakdown stuff because it is hysterical. And I just have yeah, no idea how to do any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny stuff. This is yeah. This is the most technologically advanced I get here. I'm skyping with a person who has a Skype and somebody with a cell phone. Uh, I'm like, I. This is the best it gets. This is, it goes all down more than I could do. This is like borderline 23rd century uh, technology <laughs> right here. Yeah. All right, Allison. What else you got? 
because we already asked Zach the question that we asked all of our guests because we didn't expect to have any repeat guests. So I don't have a second question for him. Oh, we <laughs> did. Okay. That's right. I did listen to that. Um, <sighs> well, I, I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, Zach, is <laughs> there anything that. else you want to tell us? <laughs> Man, I don't got much to say. Oh, I do Maybe have a, a little question. inside information on some pitching decisions coming up. Yeah, I can't. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I wish do, I knew, but. <laughs> I do have a question, actually. Because um, obviously, it, I've noticed this a lot in the minor leagues and everything there and in the majors. There's always someone that has a ridiculous name. Is there anyone that you either played against or played with that had just a ridiculous name? A ridiculous name. Yes. Yeah, like old Hoss uh, Radburn. That's my go-to. Yeah, that's a good he one. He played in like 1870. No, no I honestly, I, I can't think of... They're all normal names? Um, oh, man. Um, uh, all right, there's, our catcher was called the Big Puma. <laughs> that's uh, a good nickname. College. That's a good nickname, especially for a catcher. Yeah, yeah exactly, Big Puma. So, uh, yeah, I mean, our assistant coach, was he was called the Big Cheese. <laughs> but other than that... <laughs> That's a classic. Yeah, big funny guy, and we'd wear all gold, and he would just look like a clown. But it would it would be so funny, and everyone would just call him the Big Cheese. But other than that, no. He sounds like a New Jersey guy. No, he's he's a Wisconsin guy. Oh boy! Well, that makes ten times more sense. There it is. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So other than that, no, I I can't really think of much to be honest. Do you where you uh where you looking to end up in spring? After the after spring training, you have a, a goal where you want to end up. Oh uh, yeah, I hope to start out like in Charleston. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, that's where I like to start, and then and then go from there for sure. That's great. Some eventually yeah. you'll be up in Staten Island. I'll have to have Rob come out and catch a game. <laughs> what is he up to? He's I mean he's just working. Nothing nothing yeah. too exciting going on. Yeah. Miss having yeah. him around the podcast, but Allison is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she's not bad. Unless when, <laughs> until she asks those dumb questions. <laughs> yeah, that's well, the pitchers always you complain about the strike zones, but you always get the pitches, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I was an outfielder, okay? I did pitch a little while in softball. Softball is very, very, very different. And I'm gonna be 100% honest because everyone is like, Jessica Mendoza, she's fine. She knows baseball. Softball and baseball are very different. I promise. Yeah, yeah, very. I agree. There's, there's one good thing you said. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'll take oh, that. All right, man. Well, thanks for doing this again, man. We'll uh, yeah, we'll yeah, have no to problem. hit you up around spring training and see how everything's going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Yeah, you, you got right. funny. Like I said, I keep <laughs> I keep pass on the Yankees Twitter, so Yeah, we'll have to have Allison blow you up on Yankees Twitter. You're gonna get a bunch of people <laughs> coming into your into your mentions that you're you're gonna realize how bad it actually is out there. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't Also so. I, I do Maybe have to warn day. you. Yankees Twitter is now into sliding into people's DMs, so oh, it's I rough. apologize yeah, it's in not advance. Good. Not me, oh, not my. me. I don't do that. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> that's funny. You just don't that's know. Funny. You you're gonna be prepared. Yes, uh, I don't get sliding <laughs> into DMs. That's such a that's like the most that's the worst shot you can shoot. 
which is like mm-hmm. a stranger. All you've ever seen is a little round picture of their head, and you're like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Oh, man. Well, all right, man. We'll catch right, up well, with you yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. appreciate it. All right, stay good. Bye, Zach. All right, see you guys. No, I didn't know. I didn't know how to end the interview without ending the whole call. I also, I didn't. I prepared exactly zero things for the second half of this podcast. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the the brain trust of Allison and James for the second half of the podcast. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. No idea where it's going to go. Just strap in, enjoy the ride. I I think it'll be entertaining. Absolutely. I know what I'm going to start with though. Hmm. Our favorite advertisement. Oh, thank God. Okay, let's go. All right. This episode, as always, and the interview with Zach Cohn, our favorite recurring guest, our only recurring guest, but also our favorite, is brought to you by Rivercrest NYC, a fantastic new bar located at 3315 Dittmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. It's an enormous place, tons of beers on tap, great food, about a dozen televisions, and a gigantic projector for huge games. It's not baseball season anymore, so maybe you don't want to watch a game there because, you know, the Knicks stink. Nobody ever wants to watch a Knicks game, and nobody cares about the Nets, especially in Queens. They don't even care about the Nets in Brooklyn. Mm. But, you know, if you want to go for after-work drinks, that's great, too. That's Rivercrest NYC in Astoria, Queens. Ooh. All right. What do you <laughs> want to talk about first? Because I have an idea. I also I want to drop my Katie Sharp stat of, stat of the week. You're not going to okay. like it. It's got nothing I'm to not do with baseball. Like- yeah. It has, wait, is it to do with Brett Gardner? No, it's got nothing to do with baseball at all. Oh, it's just a regular stat. Okay, Um, well, the first thing I really wanted to get out of the way here is I'm worried. I got a little less worried this afternoon. But, you know, this morning I went on Twitter and I went to search Brett Gardner and I accidentally tweeted. I've done that numerous times. It's, I don't know why, I just don't get it. And that every time it's on that my rough phone, to see. Um, I've done it on my computer, which is easier to do. But like, no, it happened on my phone. I did that to Aaron Hicks last year. Like, except Aaron Hicks one was hilarious because it was all lowercase. So it was just like, what? What? This one's a little oh, more zero normal. effort. Zero effort whatsoever. Right. So anyway, tweeted Brett Gardner. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, what's going on? And I I searched him because I was afraid. I'm afraid last year, by this point, they had him signed to a deal as a fourth outfielder this year, although they are discussing, which made me feel better. I'm I was still a little concerned about the fact that Brett Gardner had not signed a deal because if he goes anywhere else, I go there, too. And then I have to find a new podcast host. Exactly. Like if he went to. Hmm. Let's go with the Indians. I'm moving to Cleveland. You're, you're just like your whole life. You're moving to Cleveland, or are you just going to my entire life for this fan? man? This, Damn, you know, you're what? gonna move to Cleveland. Mama told me never to change my life for a man, but this guy's worth it. Brett Gardner is so worth it. There's an exception to every rule. Yes, he's my exception. But I am a yeah. little concerned. I know there. They, I know reports came out today that they were discussing, which makes me, you know, a little, a little more, whew, just relaxed. Um, but listen, like you already know that Aaron Hicks is going to be gone. You got this guy who's not going to. I honestly don't think he's going to request a ton of money. He just wants to play. And, and he wants to play for the Yankees. 
Right. And you got a guy who's going to be a great mentor defensively for Clint Frazier. Oh, boy. Back on the Clint Frazier defense already. (laughs) Well, I mean, it has to be discussed at some point. But, you know, there's just too many reasons to sign Brett Gardner. And there's there's a couple of reasons not to. You know, his postseason numbers aren't great. But hello, nobody's were. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be honest, just given the injury situation from last year and how we didn't expect Brett well, I mean, how many games did we think Brett Gardner was gonna play? A hundred, maybe? Less. And we ended up relying on him every single day. Played hundred and forty games. To. Yeah. Hundred and forty one, I, I think. So I mean the case is we have injured injury prone outfielders. We do. Um, I don't want to say Aaron Judge is injury prone because there's been some freak ones in there, but he's got some muscle things. Aaron Hicks has the intercoastal strains from 2018. It was just never ending. Giancarlo Stanton is also an enormous human being who gets hurt a lot running in a tough left field. Like mm-hmm. Having Brett Gardner, he's always around. Brett Gardner's never hurt. So you can he's just not- rely on him no matter what. Right. He's I, don't, I don't see a situation where he's not in pinstripes again next year. Which just, is very I good for you. Worry. But. I just worry. They should have signed him by now. Last year, I remember it was Halloween when they signed him. I dressed up as Brett Gardner for Halloween. Like, as a gardener. Like, you know, plants and stuff. It was great. Oh, um, yeah, it was my one of my most creative ones. But, you know, I just, I'm a little concerned. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think everything's going to be okay. I, I can see that you're very worried. I think it's all going to be okay. Yeah, I am more worried about D.D. Gregorius. Because mm. I would very much like to have D.D. back, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah. I Listen, I love D.D. Not just like... Not just for the things he did on the field, but like off the field, the energy, the excitement, the post-game tweets, and then turned into a post-game Instagram artistic stuff. Like, he's just a great guy. He is the epitome of what, you know, uh, a good guy baseball player is. Like, he's just a good dude. And he never does anything wrong. He's always great with the media, except he did get a little snippy after the game six loss. But I don't blame him, you know. I don't blame him at all. You know who else got snippy? Everyone on the Astros when they lost Game Seven in the World Series. I, was, I didn't have to take that shot. I just chose to. Actually, did you see about the Astros that they used to have uh, Nolan Ryan as kind of like an uh, an executive advisor, and he just sent a text to someone today. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to be back with the organization this year." Hmm. 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 I wonder what's going on with that organization. Hmm. I, I wonder if Nolan Ryan has a moral compass and has decided not to work for an evil organization. Do you think he does? I <sighs> don't I don't want to say one way or the other. I mm. just know Nolan Ryan is voluntarily not working for the Astros next year. And okay. he didn't work that hard. All he did was go to the games and teach pitching, which for Nolan Ryan is like breathing. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Weird Interesting. thing. Yeah. Well, do you do you want to go into your Katie's? Katie Sharp stat of the week. I do. Let me pull it up because I also was just in the middle of, of texting Zach back and be like, hey, man, thanks for coming on while we were talking. I'm a multitasker. Oh. But all right, here it is. Katie Sharp stat of the week that you're not going to like. The last time Syracuse basketball scored 34 or fewer points, World War II was still going on. 
It was a 49 to 31 loss to Temple, February 21st, 1945. Are we also talking about the fact that Virginia only scored 48 points? I mean, I know they're a low scoring team, but like still. Objectively speaking, I think 48 is more than 34, though. I'm not sure about that one. You might want to double check your stats there. But yeah, no, not I know. a math they podcast. Suck. They sucked. My boyfriend was at the game last night. He's okay. like, yeah, I, I think it's time to uh, oh. start cheering for hockey. <laughs> Yikes. I, this, this is like the first weekend of basketball. They looked bad. I mean, their Actually, defense looks that. really I'm good. A Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan, so I get oh. that. Yeah. No, we're we're one and six good. now. Oh, see, I haven't really been paying attention to I don't watch the NBA. I only watch college basketball. And watching it last night, I quite literally was in my bed. Just nice and warm, all like cuddled up. I was like, yes, turn it on. I think it was like 30 to 24. And then I went out to the kitchen to get a donut and it was like 42 to like 27. I was like, what what happened? How? Yeah, that's the only the only hollow joy that Knicks fans feel are the yearly rumors that James Dolan's gonna sell the team. That's it. That's the only thing we get excited about. Well, hey, I'm I'm so sorry for your misery, but since we're really talking need about baseball other... back, really need baseball back. Well, since we're talking about other sports, I mean, so there may not be baseball, but there are cats running around the field, and that's a great thing. Yeah, it's just like there's cats running around this podcast all the time. Yeah, she's not here anymore. She stopped by earlier when we were interviewing Zach, and she like got it's her just... face all up. Yeah, she just wanted to say what's up to Zach. She didn't know that Zach doesn't have video. No, she wasn't aware. But, but yeah, like the whole black cat thing with the the Giants and the Cowboys, which that was Cowboys awesome. are my team. You know, so I'm a little great. bit of a Giants fan. I enjoyed it. Did you hear bad. the radio call? No, I did not. I the just saw all the pictures. Turned it into a um, turned it into an advertisement. They were like, oh, the cat's running down the field. They're like, oh, now he's in the uh, whatever sponsors this red zone. <laughs> and then they were like, Eddie scores. And oh, it man. just, it made me so happy. And it's, you know, obviously the cat was very scared. Um, I, get I heard that. the cat is like... still in the stadium. Yeah, they, they haven't never, found They never him. found the cat. They never found the cat. So I feel like I saw somewhere that someone said the cat was like from nearby or something. Maybe I'm dreaming this. I don't know. I, no, I thought someone claimed the cat. I thought someone said, yeah, that's my cat. And then it just turns out that the cat's just loose in the stadium. And they were just lying. I think they called them Mr. Whiskers or Miss Whiskers. Shelly Whiskers. Shelly Whiskers. Yeah. Yes. No, then that was just a lie because it's a stadium cat, clearly. Well, I hope this cat is okay. You know, I hope it wasn't that traumatizing because, you know, that was a, that's a unit. That cat was huge. <laughs> <laughs> It's just this enormous cat sprinting across the field. It was so fat. <laughs> that was a big cat. And then they got the close-ups and everything. And like, you're just like, oh my, it's just majestic. I like black cats for that reason. And everyone was like, oh, this is what kills me. The announcers were like, oh, I hope that the Cowboys, you know, it's going to give them worse luck. I was like, they're the ones losing. It's going to give the Giants bad luck because the Giants had the ball. Exactly. That's, I I got so nervous. I we do we do a little occasional sports betting around me and my friend group. 
And I was immediately, I was, yeah, occasional. I wasn't watching the game and I heard about this. I texted everyone in the group chat immediately. I was like, who has the ball right now? Tell me. And the Giants had the ball. So I bet against the Giants and I won. So it was all good. And I won too because the Cowboys won. Yay. So what I'm really taking from this conversation is we need baseball back (laughs) so badly. I know I have my off season thread going and like usually it gets more positive by this time like after day 10. No, it's not like I'm. Oh, breaking news. What? Breaking news. Tell me. The Yankees have hired a pitching coach. Who is it? It is Matt Blake, the Indians pitching coordinator. I don't know. I'm going to open up the article. I had never heard this guy's name before today. Uh, pitching, pitching coordinator with the Cleveland Indians continuously churns out churns out quality big league pitchers. He's also worked as an area scout for the Yankees. All right, interesting. Okay, kind of wish we still had Zach on when we came across this. But yeah, right, that would have been perfect timing. Yeah, it um, would have been nice when the Yankees hire a pitching coach. I I don't know how much contact they would have had, but right. it would have been nice when the Yankees hire a pitching coach to have a Yankees minor league pitcher. Be like, hey, how about a reaction, buddy? Yeah, why not? Um, because my reaction was, hmm, hmm. Um, actually, my second reaction is they quite literally, I don't know how old he is, but it sounds like he's younger. Obviously, yeah, younger I, than Larry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. Well, definitely, everyone's younger than Larry. Remember that time Larry smiled? It was so weird. <laughs> you have teeth. It was, exactly it was one that. of the scariest things I've ever seen. I'm going um, to look him up. But I'm, yeah, I'm actually excited. Because well, I'm the Indians have had a lot of good pitchers. So they really are. They're really going more youthful now. Instead of yelling, Larry, like, you know, some old guy. We're going to yell yeah. at Matt. Matt. Oh. The first guy that came up is a comedy agent. So I don't think that's the right guy. Maybe and then we have the yeah, talent agent and producer. That's not the right guy. Okay. Okay. Matt Blake. Let's see. I think I might have to put pitching into this. Mm. I'm starting to think Matt Blake is just too common of a name. It it is kind of common. Matt Blake. Yeah, it just showed up on my, you know, everything's behind. By the way, when the cat ran on the field, my feed was like two minutes behind. So seven people texted me and they were like, do you see the cat on the field? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, they ruined it for you. Oh, is he a driveline guy? I don't know. Driveline. Tell me. Gonna, I don't know. I saw. Uh, we're, I'm going to figure this out later. This is going to be something that I don't know. Josh will probably write about it for for ESNY. He does. He does great with these actual news pieces. I prefer to stick to the bullshit. That makes sense. Oh, my mom just texted me too. Oh no, she just texted me because I didn't answer her. Said, "Check your email. Sent you a good one, and it was a link to a cat toy. This buy one get one free." She wants me to go in on it with her for my cat and for her cat. And then she says, "Hello." So she's mad I didn't answer. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Well, you oh, gotta well. tell tell mom a case. We're recording a podcast. Does she want to come on as a guest? We can end the call and then restart it again. We could have mom a case on. She would so she's so interesting. Like she kept notebooks when she was a little kid, like of every single game and every single like for real little stat she could keep. It's incredible. She All right, was we're a having your mom. We're having your mom on the podcast. Maybe oh. next week. 
maybe well, next I'll be, week. I'll be She's home on Sunday, so maybe we can swing her in on Sunday. That's fantastic. Yeah, I have no idea who this guy is, but yeah, oh, the only okay. thing I'm the only thing I'm writing this week, I think I I came up with something I thought was really funny, and therefore decided to write an entire. 800 word article about it over one sentence that I thought of and it was about robo umps and it was that if I see Aaron Judge get punched out on another ball not even Bilbo Baggins could golf out I'm gonna lose it so I'm gonna write a whole article based on that sentence perfect I That's was actually off season to- life I was gonna write one last week and I was afraid that I I couldn't get the sarcasm right um but I was going to do a piece on um how to be the top Yankee fan on Twitter this off season and just give all the reasons why sometimes Yankees Twitter sucks and be like, give the most outlandish trade proposals, because if you're right, you're going to get so much credit. Yeah, but if you're wrong, everyone's going to murder you with their words. Exactly. I'm just trying to to be super sarcastic here, but I can't. I can't get it in the pot. You're stirring the pot. I know, I know. I just thought it'd be funny because I just kept looking and people were like, oh yeah, Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar for Francisco Lindor. And I was like, you have got Oh my God. I saw one a million times worse than that. A million times. This is maybe the worst trade proposal I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, and Davey Garcia for Corey Kluber and Francisco Lindor. Why on earth... Would anyone accept that trade? Why would Cleveland accept that? It makes no sense. All right. Cleveland is not a dumb team. They They... had Clint Frazier. (laughs) They don't want him. (laughs) And I can see why maybe. Maybe. He doesn't play defense. Maybe that's why. Maybe they knew long before we did. And people were like, ha, we just fleeced the Indians. When in reality, the Indians were like, Thank God. Let's get this guy up here who can actually play some defense. I, I still think we got the better of that trade. I mean, yeah. we turned Justice Sheffield into James Paxton. And mm-hmm. Quentin Frazier can hit. He's really good at hitting. He's proven that he can certainly hit. Just got to do a little bit better with, you know, the other half of the game. You know what would help with that is shadowing Brett Gardner. Oh, it comes back to Brett Gardner. Always, it always does. Comes, it always comes back to Brett Gardner. Do you know who I am? No, I, I'm fully aware. I'm not Brett Gardner's number one fan because there are a few out there who claim to be, which is fine. But Brett Gardner is, you know, I don't even have to explain. Who, who is Brett Gardner's number one fan if it's not you? Oh, there's a couple people that could definitely compete for the title with me. You guys um, have hmm? are you on, Are you on the same side or is it like a competitive thing? No, no, it's we're all on the same side. We all just want Brett Gardner. We love him and we want him to do great things. Okay, the cult of Brett Gardner. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. We go to mass every Sunday. It's it's good. Oh boy. We are we're really getting off the rails. Uh where were we before we broke news? Well, we were talking about the black cat, and then I got back to the black cat. So, oh, yeah. Also, think... Jeff Passon tweeted that. I should probably say that. I should give him oh. credit. Oh, thanks for that's... giving him credit. Yeah, that's a that's a pro journalist move that I did not do whatsoever. Yeah, but you did it now, and you corrected it, and that's True. that's better. You accepted your that mistake. That was all just better. one. Yeah, that was all just one really long winded credit to Jeff Passon. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, did you see Robinson Cano's hair? No. Uh, he looks like he's 90 years old. Uh, he looks 90? like playing one year for the Mets has taken decades off of his life. Well, that's what the Mets will do. You saw what happened to Carlos Beltran after he played there. I mean, I haven't seen Todd Frazier's hair. He's worn a hat ever since then. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, probably a smart move. I think so. Um, now I got to look it up. Yeah, it's, it's on. Uh, it's on cut four. I don't think it's. I mean, it's. I don't think it's his real hair, but I think it's. I think he dyed it. But just the fact that it looks like that in like a Mets picture is just. Oh man, it is. It is disturbing. Um. Okay. Honestly, so Andy sh- Pettit looks like he's in better shape. So here's more breaking news. Um, oh okay. So apparently, according to my buddy Mike Medvin from the Yes Network, you know Mike? I don't, but I love making friends. He's a great dude. You should, If you don't follow him on Twitter, make sure to follow him. Great guy. Every time I'm at the game, he reaches out and, you know, what section are you in? And I'm like, oh, I'm in this section. Please put me on TV. Um, He's got to get you on, on the, the thing where they ask you the trivia question and they give you the right answer before you even answer it. I've never seen anybody get that wrong. I'm 100% positive they give you the right answer. Oh, I've seen people get that wrong before. I Um, I don't believe that at all. I've never seen it. Okay, so apparently um, Matt Blake was just uh, promoted on on Tuesday. And he left. Oh, he was promoted to the Indians pitching coordinator spot? Yeah. And then he just dipped to be a pitching coach? All right. I respect it. Matt Blake, he's kind of a sneaky dude. I like it. I like it. I mean, I, mean, I sure love the that... fact that he worked for Driveline. If that's true, I it was a quick Google search. But I love the Driveline guys. The, I, the Instagrams of the skeleton where it shows your arms momentum while you're pitching is like, I mean, I could watch that for hours. I've, you know, this is this whole thing uh, ever since the pitching coach position opened up. This is the first I've heard of Driveline. I'm sure I've seen the stuff and, you know, but just didn't really think it was that big a thing. Yeah, you're going to have to I'll I'll send you their Instagram because it's like it's really it's tough for me to even understand what they're doing. And I have done many deep dives into driveline and just the math that they use and the science that they use is still way over my head. But Mm -hmm. it looks cool when they put it on Instagram. It looks it looks really professional. For all I know, they're making pictures worse every day, but it looks really cool. Um, hold up. I also want to say, I just realized since Matt Blake was hired, David Cohn gets to be in the booth every single game. Let's keep him up there. Thank 162. God. I think David Cohn would be a great pitching coach. I didn't want to lose him. I need him and Paulie in the booth every single day. They're so funny. And I know a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, the, the way that announcing and stuff is, has gone it's just they're like ah it's kind of annoying it's not annoying it's hilarious i mean they tell great stories yeah they have so many good stories like they just have really good good comebacks to each other like they they got a good chemistry there and you know what some people give michael k crap and i i like michael k i really do i like i like k i just love ruko this is like michael k was like He's just the one before the one. 
Like Ruko is the chosen one. He's right. perfect for it. And especially in that booth with that energy that he has. Michael K calls a professional game no matter what. But you know, David Cohn wants to talk a little shit and Paul is always eating. And I mean, Ruko just fits in. I think the best moment of this season in the announcing booth was when um, Paul O'Neill went over to Gary Thorne and like <laughs> tried to see if he was still alive. He's like, yo, man, I'm so sorry Glaber Torres is torching your team, but you okay? You, you doing okay? <laughs> so Thorne's like, hey, get out of here, Paul. I mean, these are the moments that we miss. I mean, there's so many good things that happened this season. I know that last time we talked about like that game in Minnesota and stuff like that. Like one of my other favorite moments from this season was like just hearing how excited the guys were in the booth besides Brett Gardner's 100th career home run slash grand slam slash, you know, awesomeness that made me cry. That was that was good. That was a great video. Prime content. I thought so. I was actually going to change my pinned tweet. And as soon as Brett Gardner resigns, if he does, because, you know, I have to do my due diligence here. I'm definitely doing a video um, reaction video and I probably am going to cry. You get him for one more year. He's just going to keep going year after year after year. He's going to be one of those one year guys. He's just going to be like one year deal. Oh, I did really well again. Another one year deal. And yeah, until known he power died. hitter too. Yeah, absolutely. Twenty-eight home runs. Hell yeah. Highest OVP of his career. I think it was like eight seventy-nine. Brett Gardner bounced back after a pretty poor two thousand and eighteen season, and he just stepped up in every single way possible for that team. And people are so rude to him because he's he's just good. He's yeah. he's good. He's good at baseball, and people are just so rude to him. Like, listen, he does not post videos of him, you know, throwing mallets at tires. Is that what Luke Voigt does? He like, you know, is that a, I don't know what that exercise yeah, no, is. He, he hit things. He hit things with hammers and he flipped some tires yeah. and he did one armed bench presses. Right. And Stanton, like, you know, doing pull ups and all that jazz. Like he just shuts his mouth, works in the off season and it's clearly working because he's not getting hurt and he's playing every single day and he's got power. So I like it. I like it a lot. Now we should have asked Zach about the juiced balls. <laughs> no, I already told, <laughs> I already said something bad about the umpires, which I thought was pretty funny because it was supposed to be. It a was. Joke. No, he, he thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a joke. Everyone. I hope you were. Yeah. Um, yeah, Allison does that only hitters get screwed by the umpires. She watches enough. She's seen CC bark. I know these things. I just know. <laughs> so um, I guess my other question is uh, kind of looking forward to this offseason with all the free agency stuff. What are we doing with Dell and Batanzas? What do you oh, think? Oh, that's a tough one. Isn't it? I want, him, I want him back. I want him back big time. But... I don't know. Just given the way that they've treated Dellen in the past, I feel mm-hmm. like they're going to try to lowball him and someone else is going to scoop him up. Because I always remember like the first year, the first bad year Dellen had was his first arbitration year when he said, hey, I pitch as well as a closer. Pay me like one. And Randy Levine was like, fuck you, guy. 
And that's just what he did for three years. And he was just all up in Dellen's head because this guy who's so high up in your organization is just walking into a courtroom, which you're sitting in and be like, hey, this guy sucks. We're not going to pay him what he's asking for. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't mean, know. I feel like they'll try to lowball him again. I mean, Randy Levine also looks like he could be cast in the next it movie. So it's fine. Um, Why would you bring that up? You know, I hate clowns. I didn't actually, but this is good information. That movie was terrifying for me. I oh, didn't even okay. see the second one. I was like, I don't fuck with it. No, I'm done. Nope, absolutely not. It's just I don't like clowns any are weird. Sort of scary. Clowns so are I, weird. I hate scary things, scary movies, scary TV shows, and yet I sit here in the dark and watch the new show on Fox, Prodigal Son, like, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the best show ever. And then I like go to bed and I'm like, is my door locked? Can I sleep with this light on? Like. <laughs> So I get it. I understand. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. So, okay. Have you ever seen The Haunting of Hill House? Uh, no, but here's what I do. Instead of watching scary movies, I go onto Wikipedia and I read through the entire thing so that when people talk about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw that too. And then I know everything that happened. Did you do that for Hill House? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I yeah. said that they just came out today and said that the second season was going to be even scarier. Yes. I and I don't know how that's possible at all because I am a grown man and I slept with the light on after watching that show in two days while my roommates were away for the weekend in the total darkness of our apartment. Am I the terrible idea on my part? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. We are done. The podcast is over. See you next week. Does this work too? Oh my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs>